Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you don't mind hitting the like, subscribe button, we have new episodes coming out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you guys so much for checking it out. This episode is sponsored by Exotic Roots Hydro, which I have to give a huge shout out to. They are a huge supporter of the podcast, and I'm really happy to be working with them. If you're ever in Rochester, New York, and you need to learn about any of your hydroponic needs, go to their shop. You can follow them at Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. Shout out their whole team. They have an amazing venue space. Uh, They're going to be putting on tons of events. Just make sure to follow Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. And if you're ever in Rochester, definitely stop by. Let's get back into it. It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Now he fucked up! You said something about Danny, like you made. You had like Yoy. <laughs> what is that? You guys always say that Yoy is a an expression of joy. Uh, Yoy is a declaration of independence. Yoy is everything and nothing at the same time. <laughs> a declaration of independence. Those are big words for you. Thank Yoy. you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I finally knew what it meant. Yoy. I thought we could have a good conversation. Fun. But instead, I think we need to have an intervention for whatever the fuck that demon sex game that Danny was playing was. We need, to, off. we need to bring him in here and tell him to stop fucking chickens with dickheads. I'm just going to thoroughly and totally agree with that. <laughs> that was the craziest shit. I've. That's why I asked you what games you were playing, because I don't know what type of crazy. I mean, I'm like a dork. I like RPGs and like. You know, what I'm saying character development type games. I'm not into sports or games where you fuck demon chickens and stuff yeah, like that. I'm not into sports games and I'm also not into online games anymore. Why? People are too good. I don't play like that anymore. So you like, hate getting wrecked by an eight year old Japanese kid? <laughs> yeah, I do. Talking shit the whole time. Get wrecked, pussy. <laughs> I used to be so good, but that's what I had nothing else to do. <laughs> but the second anyone talks shit, yeah. I want to be like, you don't fucking know. <laughs> and then I'll just, I'll just play Witcher. I'll just play Assassin's Creed. With The Witcher 3? Yeah, that sure is fun as fuck. I just finished the second playthrough on that game. If you haven't played The Witcher 3, even if you don't watch the show, highly the fuck recommend Did it. you watch the show? Uh, Yeah, I've actually watched the first two seasons. It's really good. I didn't watch the second season, but I really liked the first. It's season. really good. People were talking shit about it. And How? I don't know. There's violence. Just... There's titties. It was like. Because I hated Game of Thrones. It was like what Game of Thrones. Whoa. It's like what Game of Thrones should have been because it was funny. Game I, of Thrones is just boring. My chest. Game of Thrones is the single best series ever. I, For me, <laughs> I was emotionally invested in Game of Thrones, even though they killed like every character. Like, you can't fall in love with any character on Game of Thrones. They all die. I don't it, It's just so like good no it's just i don't know it's like a shitty shakespeare play with dragons but man what? (laughs) don't talk about my khaleesi like that bro (laughs) she's such a bad bitch i i remember when that first season came out i watched a couple scenes many times I couldn't believe when they killed Ned. Like, that's what really hooked me in the Game of Thrones. I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. There's no way it's going to happen. Then wham, cut his head off. I'm like, okay, so this is what this shit's about. Okay. Has that ever happened to you before? I was like, I've never been beheaded. No, not that. But right there, I just went through. You asked, you said some Khaleesi. I was like, I have watched many scenes of her. 
Yes. But <laughs> like that's I've watched many hours of Game of Thrones, but I don't know anything about the plot. I mean, it's one of those things like like your first time watching The Matrix, you miss a lot of details. The second time, third time, you start to get the whole story. It's kind of like that with Game of Thrones because there's so many moving parts and so many different points of character development and small like mini stories going on along the main plot line. It's fucking fascinating. I'm not mad that you're a heathen and don't like it. It's okay, you uncultured fuck. I just don't like British accents. I'm British. <laughs> I'm sick. No crumpets for you. Uh, they don't even have to have British accents. They aren't in England. <laughs> but this is the that, well, thing about it, though, like literally, logically, back in the 1200s or whenever it was cast, there weren't white people in America. It has to be overseas in Europe. That isn't Europe. When was that ever established that that was Europe? It looks kind of European. They actually filmed <laughs> most of it in Scotland, if okay. I'm being 100% accurate. Uh, yeah. Have you ever been over there? Uh, no. Would you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got my passport. I need to pull up on my people in England. Apparently. Oh, yeah, you just did your 23 of me. Right? No, actually, Ancestry DNA. Oh, mm -hmm. sorry. It's like I, I'm sponsored. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I literally I feel like my life is a lie. I was raised to believe I'm Italian. I have the name of a fucking mobster. You know what I'm saying? And I'm British and more French than Italian. I'm shocked. No Italian at all. 19 percent. You tell your family. Mm, yeah. Were they mad? Mad? Why would they be mad? <laughs> well, I thought. What's up with your fucking genetics? Your mom is just making like spaghetti on the stove, meatballs boiling in the sauce, and you're like, well, "I hate to tell you, we're not Italian." Yeah, break break out the tea. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Oh, good times. I could see you being British. You look like you. You could be British. It makes sense. The more I think about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with the Adidas track. Did you buy that track suit the day after you found out you were British? Forget about it. No, I, uh, I sold this, actually. Oh. Nice. Yeah, it's still got the uh, the tags on it. I'm hoping they don't pop. <laughs> it gets to get blue all over you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> what did, when, did you, uh, when did you dye your hair the first time? Uh, you I don't pull know. it off great. I think, well, thank you. I think when I was like. That's buzz. <laughs> I don't know, 15 or 16 type shit. Oh, really? A long ass. Oh, time. yeah, yeah. This is my shit in high school. Like, I used to rock a mohawk and change the colors and shit. And I rock a mohawk, change colors and shit. Making music back then? Yeah, yeah. More like playing in bands, playing guitar and stuff. Like pumpkin shit? Punk, metal, hardcore. Yeah. You still fuck with that at all? I mean, I listen to it, but I haven't picked up a guitar in years. I lost all my skills. You didn't lose all your skills. You're making music. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean my, my, actual, my actual <laughs> instrument skills. I can't play a guitar or a bass to save yeah. my life. Would I can arrange some guitar. Would you ever pick it back up? No. I'm so in love with making beats and the whole that whole process. I'm so immersed in it that, well, I mean, maybe one day I'll help? supplement it. Yeah, maybe one day. But at this point in time in my career, I, I don't see a need for it. I don't have a desire to do that. You don't see yourself as like a front man, like getting up on stage and performing mm. in a band anymore no no not necessarily and i'm not shy or having a version of being on stage in front of people but it's just not really my role at this point you know what i mean i'm one of the background guys even though i do have a bigger personality and i'm a little more outgoing i feel than most people in my position uh i still know my position yeah but there's something different about like having that and then like there's something weird about someone who wants to get up on stage you think so yeah, because I do it and I think it's weird. 
<laughs> wow. The self-loathing is real. <laughs> I'm a stand-up comedian, 100%. No, but I do think, like, to be like, a group of people look at me. You know? I don't know. Some people are just very extroverted. You know what I mean? And that's their thing. And to each their own. But you're pretty extroverted. Yeah. But you don't feel that need. I'm introverted and I do feel that need. I think it's a compensation thing. That's a disconnect. That's why you feel like it's weird mm. because maybe your personality type, like I think it's good for people with an introverted personality type to stretch that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's all about self-growth. So I think that's really good. Or like extroverts like me, sometimes it's good just to shut the fuck up and just be by myself and be quiet. You yeah. know, it's all about growth. Well, I mean, you d dive into your work, so that's not like, you know, that's a lot of self Self-reflection time. Yes. Much self-reflection time. Yeah. When did you start working like this? Like working crazy? Um, how do you mean? Can you dig in a little <laughs> that bit? Was, that was a bad way of phrasing it. I believe that like people make a decision one day to like take themselves as a professional. And when you do that, when you dedicate all your time to something it has to work out when you really do make. So I, when did, when, when did you make that decision? I think what you're asking is when did I have the belief that this was going to end up being my, my long-term career? Yes. And I would say that's a way better way. Six or seven years ago, I, I started working with a lot of different artists and um, it just really made me believe that I can do something with this. So, you know, I was working a job, a full-time restaurant manager working, 50 to 70 hours a week conservatively. And when I wasn't working at the restaurant, I was at the studio working on beats and just doing anything musical, you know what I mean? Or working on my connections within the industry. So six or seven years ago, my work, my work ethic and attitude cemented itself and it's pretty mm -hmm. much stayed the same. You know what I mean? When did you leave the job? Um, I think like a year and a half, two years ago, like Lando had just, um, he called me one day and said, Hey, can you come up to the lab? I want to have a meeting with you. I'm thinking I'm about to get signed or something like, you know, I felt really excited about it. Had you worked here before? No, no. Danny had the spot up here and I had pulled up just to cook up once or twice. And, you know, I'd met Lando and Metron and all the guys and stuff. And mind you, this is before we even had boots. Like it was literally just like Mike stands and a chaotic eyeball. And just like, it was really, it was kind of not all the way finished type yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But Lando called me up. I pulled up for the meeting and he said, you know, how would you feel about being an engineer up here? And I told him like, I I'd love to, but I don't know how to engineer. Oh, you didn't even know. No, no. And I was, he's like, can you learn? I'm like, yeah. And I put in my two weeks the next day. Damn. Damn. Yeah, literally. That's wild. So you didn't even know. Like I had a very limited understanding yeah. of Pro Tools to where I could like when I was I was doing songs for a little while, maybe like two years ago, mm -hmm. and I knew how to record myself, but I knew nothing about mixing or any of the shortcuts or anything. I just knew how to track my vocals. I'd never really recorded anybody else. What do you think? Because people can go back and listen to my episode with Lando. Uh, he said that everybody needs themselves a primo beat. He said that exact words. Wow. What a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. So like what, before all that, if you would only come here to cook up a couple times, what do you think was different about you? Like, why do you think he called you up and did that? I honestly, I mean, I happen to know a couple people that like, like Lando was asking around because the studio was getting busy. Danny was the only engineer. He was getting fucking slammed working nonstop. So Lando needed to bring someone else in. And a couple people recommended me. 
like a big face Barry, for instance, FMB disease manager. Shout out to my bro. Uh, he put in the good word for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was just like, I was, I was shocked. I was taken back, but it was, uh, I knew immediately it was a big opportunity for me to really like really dive in and immerse myself. Mm-hmm. Best decision I've ever made. You put your two weeks in the next day. Yes. Wow. Those two weeks. What, like, what were those two weeks like? I mean, I had to, I had to train my replacement first off because I was a general manager. So I wasn't walking away from like a, a labor position. I wasn't a line cook. I wasn't a server. I was yeah. running the operation. So they had to bring someone in and I kind of, you know, let them run with the training wheels a little bit the first week, the second week they, they had the helm and I was just there kind of working. Um, but it was, it was sad. Like I, I missed my crew. We had a really tight knit, like family oriented crew that worked really well together. Very, very positive, very gelled, just excellent, excellent people up there at Olga's on uh, Washington Avenue in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I definitely miss you guys. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so they were cool with it. I mean, yeah. What does it matter if they're cool with it? It or doesn't not? matter. No, I, you know, I mean? you talk about them with love. Like, oh, yeah. And my I mean, job, well, my last job ended a little like a little different, a little different. So like, did you give them notice or did you just say, fuck you? No, nah, they fought. I've actually never talked about this on the podcast, but I'll Ooh. tell you the story. Right, yeah, come on. I um got fired because the it was like a chain. I was doing media manager stuff and then I was also a floor manager. OK. And the manager of the restaurant found out that with media stuff, I was making more than she was. And so she went to the owner and kind of gave him like an ultimatum. Him or me? Yeah. And How, how'd she find out? Because she started going over the she started. They put her in charge of the money. Oh, uh... <laughs> And so, so they put someone in charge of payroll, knowing that people working, working within that payroll made more than them. Yeah. That's a complete lack of fucking oversight. from ownership. Exactly. And wow. that was the last job I ever worked. And after that, I was able to go on unemployment because I got fired and that brought me through quarantine. And then the podcast started and then I was able to live off of the sponsorships from the podcast. So, so you weren't busting no PPP loans or nothing like that? No, no, no. None of that. You no, no it, that good money? No Man. <laughs> Is that how you got those two Cartiers? <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't disclose, you know, my clients where their income comes from. You know, you go to Kroger to buy a steak. They don't give a fuck if you got it from selling crack or working a job or whatever in between. I'm Kroger. I don't care where the money came from, but I'll tell you what, for that, that summer, summer of 2020, the money was flowing. Yes, it was. Money was. I had a client that normally bought uh, beats on lease rights off of me, which is $80. Uh, he hits me up for a beat peg. He's like, I need these three. So I'm like, okay, cool. 240. He's like, Primo, do you think I'm poor? I need exclusive license on all of these. He's <laughs> a week ago. Yeah. yeah. That, so that 240 <laughs> exploded to 1200. And it was just like, it was hilarious to me. I'm glad to take money, but it's like my word of advice to anyone that comes into any kind of large sum of money is don't fuck it off, bro. I was just thinking because I Man. was offered some money and it uh, didn't work out, which I'm happy. You know what I mean? It, but I don't want to go into details. Oh, you man. know what I the mean? Teasers. But I was joking with my friends like. I could get blow this in one purchase. How much money? You don't have to explain why, but how much? Uh, Upwards of 50 grand. Okay, that's a good chunk of change right there. And um, 
It is. I could blow that on a car like, yeah, like <laughs> easy, easy. And then I wouldn't be able to afford the monthly payments on the fucking insurance after that. That shit is wild. People are don't know what to do. A lot of times people get their first big chunk of money when, you know, they've never had any kind of you know substantial amount of money in the bank account. They might not even have a fucking bank account. And, you know, people go crazy. They don't know what to do. So to answer your question, really, no, I didn't get my buffs off of fucking PPP loans. I got it because I I have a great amount of money in the bank. And one day I said, you know what? I'm coming buffed up primo on a bitch. Yeah. And I had to do it to them. And they, they, I don't think I could pull them off, but they work on you. I love my buffs. The cool thing about buffs is because their natural bone is over time, the, the heat exuding from your head molds the legs. So they fit my head like fucking perfectly. I didn't even know that. Fascinating. I, is that's also like a, de, a Detroit thing? I feel. Fuck yeah, that that's damn near why I got them. Like I'm such a uh, an up and coming prominent figure of the Detroit music scene that I'm like, why the fuck don't I have a pair of buffs? <laughs> All my clients are buffed up than a bitch. You hear me? You gotta have buffs in the I studio. I had to come you, buffs. You buff on buff. You can't. Yeah. You, you can't not have buffs. Oh, they sick. I came buffs. Uh, <laughs> are they? You got good eyesight. No, I have, uh, I have contacts. I have terrible eyesight. Oh, so they're not prescription. No, I think Lando's the only person I've ever met with prescription buffs, and that shit's hard. That shit is hard. Your everyday glasses. <laughs> that shit's you hard. Much, you know how much the buffs cost? <laughs> yeah, I did. I was about to say, like, to have that be your everyday wear, like, that's kind of like a statement. If you have two. Huh? Don't you have two? No, no, no. Those pictures I took, I just took Tron's buffs and put them on top. Oh, of mine. <laughs> I thought you actually no. had two. And I was like, I was about to do, could be like talking about shitty purchases. You're getting two buffs. <laughs> Let me fuck off seven grand on some glasses real quick. And I'm looking at I'm looking at maybe woods or some wires. I do want another pair of Cardis just to round out the collection a little bit. So these are Versace, but I got them at Lens Crafters, which is the least cool place to get. They're nice looking frames. They're solid. I had to, I had to, it's like, I had to get cool glasses. I was going to wear fucking (laughs) Ray-Bans. Not (laughs) Ray-Bans. Not Ray-Bans. Ray-Ban fans are so mad right now. They're yelling at the camera. And we don't hear them. (laughs) No. Because we're coming. Big Versace, big Cartier on a bitch. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't even hear you. (laughs) We can see you, but we can't hear you. That's right. That's right. Talk to him. <laughs> That's so stupid. If you Talk have, to him. if you have them, we should have made a video doing. I that. forgot my buffs. I left them at the crib. Damn. Mm-hmm. Do you get so scared to lose them? No. Okay. Because I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, no offense. I know a lot of people have lost glasses. I don't understand how it happens. I've never lost a wallet. I've never lost a pair of glasses. Like, how do you? Especially the thirty five hundred dollars, I'm keeping a really close eye on them. Yeah, I know where they're at at all times. I lost, I've lost a couple wallets. Yeah, but you don't smoke weed. I get. Yeah, I do. Oh, you wait, Danny does it. He's mm-hmm. and you just smoke it at night. Yeah, late at night. You said you got high at one studio session or something. Uh, actually, a couple studio sessions I, I did get high in, but this last one I was working with my guy uh, Eastside Reup and uh, I think Baby Skip, and um, they were smoking. We had wrapped up the session. Or no, not even that. It was mid-session. I fucking pulled the blunt like twice. So I make a beat real quick. Reup does the song. And I'm so fucking blowed. I'm like paranoid of driving. Like, I can't get behind the wheel. I'm in the fucking blender. I'm going to jail. Everything's bad. So I ended up, hey, I asked him, like, hey, can you just drop me off at the crib? I'm eight minutes away. He's like, I, I can't help you with that one, bro. So I ended up calling a lift. I live eight minutes away, bro. <laughs> you didn't just want to walk? It's cold. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel you. I feel but eight you. minutes in a car is a, especially carrying my, my bag and all that with my computer and shit. In it, that's yeah. damn near a, I don't know, two and a half, three mile walk. Fuck that. I'm fat and out no, of shape. I feel you. Yeah. You're not fat. I'm fat and yeah. out of shape. <laughs> you can't. You can't. And I probably work out more than you. That's I don't work shit. out at all. I know what I do. How fucked are genetics? Actually, no, I work. I do 12 ounce curls, usually with a Bud Light. You just do like <laughs> probably 15 to 20 reps per can. You know what I mean? And yeah. just really strengthen up that uh, whatever muscles I run. Is that wild? Wow. <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> exactly. Jenna. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> You're British. Just because you're British. Hey, you, you go to hell, sir. My squire. <laughs> you cunt. Where's Captain Jack Sparrow? Oh, my God. Uh, Where's the rum? <laughs> Any alcohol you can't drink? Well, like literally, no. You can drink anything. No, I mean you get like too fucked up off any alcohol. I mean, I'm a I'm a tequila or um, cognac guy specifically, but I absolutely will not drink vodka. Vodka blacks me out very very quick. Oh uh, yeah. I avoid moonshine for every good reason. Grain alcohol. I pretty much just stick to tequila, Hennessy. You know what I'm saying. Maybe some Remy if I'm feeling spicy. I had some Henny last night. That shit good. It is good, but it's just like I know it's gonna be a night if I have it. You know, like it. Re- it's like it's like taking mushrooms. You really, I have to like take a deep breath and be like, "Am I really doing this right now?" And that's how I take my first shot of Henny. You don't take the Henny. It takes you. It does take you. That hen dog's a bad mom. What do you think about it? Does that? What do you mean? Like, why is Hetty is so different? I don't know the, the characteristics and the flavor, how smooth it gets after a couple shots. Like, after, yeah, two, two, after a couple shots, it, I mean, it's like first water. one feels like getting prison raped in the mouth. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. That's that's a really extreme parallel to draw. <laughs> Says you're getting fucked in the shower. Um, but sure. Sure. That's your reputation of it. <laughs> that's what the first shot of Hetty is. Prison rape. <laughs> prison rape. Wow. <laughs> I, I get. I'm calling the cops. This, this <laughs> the podcast over. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's that first shot, though. You ain't lying. It's a, it's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. What? It's nothing less worse than that. I'm gonna drink some Hennessy tonight. Fuck it. I think he just just for that comment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to revisit gonna this think, in my head and you're going to think about that every time you take the first shot. I'm just going to make sure I'm completely though. backed up to a wall. <laughs> my back is not exposed. You're just going to be screaming. Yeah, it's <laughs> crying in the shower. <laughs> I don't like this. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like Bel Air. Bel Air. Yeah, it's like I'm sponsored by them. Nice. <laughs> but no, I just I like. Oh, them. it's like you're sponsored. Yeah, by no, them. you're not if, actually. If I was, that would be wild. Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. Free champagne. What would be the coolest company to be sponsored? Image Line, the makers of Fruity Loop Studio, which I used to make beats. I actually got their logo tatted big as fuck on my shoulder. Really? Yes. And I've reached out to them on all social media, email. I've called customer service. Like, I'm not looking for a sponsorship. Just send me a T-shirt. Just recognize me somehow. (laughs) Tell me up on your Instagram, bro. (laughs) You posted the tattoo. Huh? Have you posted a picture? Hell yeah. If you if you search Fruity Loop Studio Tattoo on Google Images, I'm the first one that comes up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many people have that? When did you get that? Um, uh, Three years ago, I think. All right. What was your first tattoo? Uh, I got my mom's name 
behind my ear here, a little memorial tattoo. Oh, so your first one was a head tattoo. Yeah, my guy advised against it, too. He's like, you know, it's your mom. I know it's important and all that, but maybe get on your chest, like by your heart. But like literally the whole idea was like, she's always on my mind. So that's why I had to get it on the skull behind the ear. No, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Kind of poetic and whatnot. Yeah. I feel bad about making the comment about the meatballs earlier. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> you, you had no prior knowledge. No. So that is crap. I was uh, the old. I was offered to get a head tattoo for my first tattoo, but I, I haven't. I don't have any. Yeah, um, uh, not a great place to start as far as tattoos go. But uh, I mean, it works for you. Uh, Look at. Yeah. All right. Do you regret any of them? No. Do you have a favorite? Um. Yeah. Actually. I got my, I got my fucking my my white ape. Oh, that shit's crazy! Because this one year I was going so ape shit, and all my guys were throwing out the ape emojis and shit, and I'm like, you know what, bitch, I'm the white ape. Fuck it. That shit is crazy. Yep, that bitch hurt too. I bet the deep to the shading of the deep. Like that was my first like body tattoo, Mm -hmm. and I went into it thinking shit was sweet. Like, oh, no big deal. This is gonna be like getting my forearm tattooed, which isn't that bad. Very mild. I lay back, and my guy's like, "All right, you ready?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "You sure, man?" You want to smoke or something? I'm like, dude, just do the tattoo. And as soon as he started hitting sober? me, oh, I'm always sober when I get my tattoos. Stone cold sober. Just because getting a tattoo will take take the buzz out of you. For me, anyways. But he starts hitting me and my body starts jerking around and shit. Like, not out of pain necessarily, but out of, like, just weird, like, nerves and stuff. And yeah. it, it was really hard to stay still. And it did start to hurt really fucking bad. It was definitely one of my most painful tattoos. What was the most painful? The Master Pokemon. ball on the hand. This bitch. That's crazy. This I actually hurt. never even the detail on that's mm-hmm. insane. Well, my whole sleeve is Pokemon. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the theme was I got one Pokemon of each elemental type and the colors that they're done in are book matched to Nintendo's official Pokedex. Like I actually took a screenshot of that and one by one I was getting them, getting them and showing my artists like do it this color, this color, this color. You love Pokemon? Yes. Have you ever used Pokemon in a beat like sampled any of the? Yes. Damn. Fuck yeah. What's your favorite game? Wow. Which one? Uh, are you talking like single games or game franchises? No, say favorite Pokemon. Oh, favorite Pokemon game? Yeah. Wow. Um, that's a really good one. Got to be like Pokemon White Black because that in the evolution, I think it was the fifth or the sixth gen of the, the canon series. And they just introduced so many new systems and the, the huge fucking Pokedex and just different ways of playing the game. And uh, the actual gameplay was very, very smooth. So I'd say that was like the, the pinnacle for me. Yeah. I, people shit on this Pokemon game, but it was so influential to me because I had. Don't say Pokemon Snap. No, imagine. <laughs> no. Okay. I I had the Pokemon XD uh, Nintendo GameCube, and I fucked with that heavy. I remember that game. That, that was, was a good like game. the open world one. Yeah, that was a good. That game. That was like the first one that they did like 3D. I feel. I think you might be right. I think you're definitely white, but you might be right. I'm definitely white. Caucasian. Who's more Caucasian out of the two of us? You. Easily. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I'm also British, so I'm like limey. Yeah. I was... I, wait, I, I, I was about to tell us... I'm, I'm teasing too much shit. Last night, I was in the funniest situation in Chicago just being the whitest person. In hey, a, guys. Good to meet you. Name's Sam. <laughs> legit. That is me and Ev. That happens. Like... My friends who watch the podcast say their favorite thing is like the first 10 minutes of an interview. Someone being like, who the fuck? Why the fuck am I doing this interview with this kid right now? And then like 10 minutes in, they're like, 
all right, I kind of get it. And then they start fucking with me. But like whenever they break in an interview is like my friend's favorite thing. Yeah. I mean, you kind of got the Nardwar thing going on outside of the extreme deep research into who you're talking to. Like, you don't know freakish things about me in middle school and shit. No, but I you give me that vibe. I did stalk you. I just don't have any facts. Uh, that was a creepy laugh. Thank you. How was the head tattoo? How'd that hit? Uh, it was excruciating. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I got it done. You know what I mean? It means a lot to me. I feel like it's very unique. But uh, yeah, it hurt a lot. The worst part about getting it, though, wasn't the pain. It was all I could hear for even hours after the tattoo was the drilling of the needle tapping my skull. Uh, like a hummingbird. Like literally. Insane. God damn. Yeah, it was great. Are you going to shave it down or are you going to have your hair grow out over it? I'm just, I've just been lazy. I need to get a haircut. I'm probably going to redo my hawk and cut it down to a zero again. But it's a little cold out. So I'm like, I'm, le- I'm, I'm you know, less inclined to get frequent haircuts. Yeah. I'm already, yeah. I'm already skinny. I got that working against me. But to have bald sides of my head, that ain't it, Jack. Are you a hack guy? No. Yeah, no, me neither. You said that you came into the Detroit scene opposite. Before we started in terms of my production. Yeah. yeah. Like I was making uh, I mean, I was very heavily influenced by like 808 Mafia, Lex Luger, um, you know, guys along those lines back in the day when like trap music was really like the thing that's like all you heard on the radio. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was running with was like the industry Atlanta kind of sound. And um, it's funny, like over the years, like people would always, you know, shop beats with me and be like, man, I love these beats, but do you got any city beats? And it was like corny to me. Like, no, I don't have any city beats. I'm not. There's a million producers doing that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. And then um, one day I had a client who had bought a bunch of beats off me. We'd done a bunch of work before. He's like, I just I paid for a big feature. I need you to produce it. I'm like, OK, he throws a thousand bucks on my laptop. And I asked him, I'm like, who's the feature? He's like, don't worry about it. But I need Detroit beats. And I'm like, fuck, you know, I don't do that, bro. He's like, you want the money? I'm like, OK, so I made three Detroit beats. My very first Detroit beats. About a week or two later, the video dropped and the feature was Peasy. Oh, shit. And I heard I heard Peasy on one of my fucking Detroit beats. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to keep doing this. That it made my fucking day. And I just (laughs) haven't looked back since. Damn. So that was that moment. That was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I was already locked in in terms of the work ethic. But right. Help me define the sound that was going to enable me to be successful in the Detroit market. You have Mm -hmm. to have a good Detroit sound. You should be versatile and have multiple bags, but you have to nail that sound, that Michigan sound, man. What do you think made your Detroit sounds different because you had never done them because it was, I don't know. Like, like I'd always listened to Detroit music. You know what I mean? I was well aware of who hell of a was and Michigan Meech and, you know, all the big heavy hitters in the market. So I, I already had the sound in my head, but I just never yeah. really, I never wanted to do it. I just never delved into it. And then when I did, I'm just like, man, this is fun. So I don't know. what separates me. Uh, Aside from the fact that I make 10 times as many beats as anyone in this fucking state, I'll stake my reputation on it. No, honestly, the last time I was here and here, you're just caught. You're like constantly working on a beat. Yeah. That's if I'm not in sessions, I'm making beats. You think that's what makes you stand out is working harder than. Yeah. I mean, hard work beats talent any old day of the week. But if you got both yeah, deadly, yeah, deadly. So that that's crazy. The peasy thing was the first one. Yeah. One of the first Detroit beats I ever made peasy was on. The other guy killed it, too. But. It was just like surreal. Like I've been listening to Peasy damn near my whole life and to hear him rap on my shit. Yeah. I was like, wow. What were some other like what for you was like the not the biggest, but what for you was the craziest like GMAT cash coronavirus went worldwide viral. 
sitting at like four point something million streams on YouTube. I don't even know how many streams on the DSPs, but uh, for me and him both, it was definitely uh, a career changing record. Cause like, you know, coronavirus was in the news and we were hearing about it, but there were no cases in the U S yet. Um, Mac did the song and he texted it to me. I was in fucking Miami. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dog, when are you dropping this? And he's so smart. He's like, I'm going to wait until they announce cases in the U S I'm going to shoot a video for it. Dropped it exploded. I'm in Miami having the time of my life. <laughs> my socials are going crazy. Fucking Chris Brown sharing our shit. Snoop Dogg sharing our shit. We're on the news. It was just like, it was just insane. That is insane. That was my first million on a record. Definitely wow. the biggest one ever. And, and just organically like GMAC, for those of you that don't know, like me and GMAC have been locked in for years. Uh, I think I've produced like all of his biggest songs and he's been a, a big part of my career, like motivating me. Like, yeah, we can really organically, you know, make our music and not have to be like, you know, super gimmicky or super like, like anybody else. Yeah. Just doing our own thing. Yeah. When you made the beat, was it just another beat? That, yeah, I, I never make beats with intentions. I just make them. And you just, uh, oh, maybe one will catch. Yeah, I just I've learned not to overthink it. How long um, after making that beat did he make the song or send it to you? I want to say within the same week. Oh, wow. That's a he works very fast. He's actually coming in today. I got a session with him today. Oh, wow. And then how long after him calling you did you release the song in the video? Uh, it was within a few days. Well, no, we released the audio and then the video the week after when it was still red fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you guys met. You said you had been working before. How did you guys meet? That's so funny because um, GMAT Cash did a song called Snow. And it's so fucking funny. It's literally just a song about the snow and how he hates the snow. And uh, I reached out to him on Instagram. I think he had like 20 or 30,000 followers DM after DM. He wasn't seeing it. And then one day I found that he was on Facebook. So I friend requested him on Facebook and he accepted it. And one day he put up a status about, I wish something. And I commented on it, man, I wish you'd send me a fucking email to send some beats to. DMs me back, gives me email. I flooded him, sent 30, 40, 50 beats. Like, bro, we got to lock in. We got to lock in. And we've been locked in ever since. That's so funny. Yeah, I got him over Facebook. <laughs> Facebook does that. That's the real shit. He, he wasn't seeing me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. You hear me? But he saw me on Facebook. Yeah. I don't need that's disclose, but no, I felt the Facebook's great. And then that's crazy. So right away, did you know you guys were going to like right away? I was excited to work with him because I just loved his music. I love the, the comedic aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just it was something different. He was a different type of artist to work with that had his own motion in the market that I felt like I could I could add to and, you know, really do something. And we did. Yeah. And probably you're going to continue to do. Yes. That's crazy. Like, I don't know if you heard uh, the songs that we did about the Lions winning games. Oh, yeah, I did that. My friend even sent that to me from the city. I'll tell you what. The second one that we did, we were here doing the song about Jake Paul, about that fight he had. And the Lions game was on. And it was like the third quarter and we were winning. And I look at GMAC. I'm like, I don't even remember if he said or I did. But we were just like, we need to make a song just in case the Lions win. And we did. And we dropped it five minutes after the game. And people were just like, how the fuck are you guys doing this? But literally just. Locked in the studio. Yeah. The spontaneity of it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's what makes it work? Yeah. <laughs> just be like, whatever, always you got something ready. Well, I think like in terms of just making music in general, like it's better not to overthink and overplan things because you want yeah. a good organic process. You know what I mean? Spontaneity. It's a great thing for music. You're capturing energy. Like people that, no offense to anyone's process, even though I flagrantly disagree with it, but if you spend fucking two, three weeks writing a song, rehearsing it it's going to sound mechanical it's going to sound robotic 
You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why like guys like Tron, you know how he just punches his bars in. he's not writing shit. That's all off the top. Mm-hmm. Even yesterday, he blew me away. Hour and a half. We did three songs. They're bangers. Yeah. Off the and top you can head. tell how like intelligent of a person he is for doing that, because you can tell they're off the top, but his bars are crazy. Yeah, he'd be saying some wild shit. Some crazy shit. Even as a bar, he goes, Mr. Like, run that shit back. And it's true, because yeah. like I'll be like, damn, what did he just say? I have to run that shit back. Literally. Like, yeah. My That's- boy talk crunchy. <laughs> damn. So what was he at the was he work at the hip hop lab when you uh started working? Um he, I mean him and the shitty boys were signed to Lando. I, I think like a year, two years, maybe prior yeah. to me being involved with the lab. Um, so, yes, I'm excited for that new album. The trifecta uh, trifecta, the new shitty boys album, man. Shout out Stan and D hard working motherfuckers, talented motherfuckers. Ugly yeah. as hell. Shitty boys. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tracks on that? Maybe. Mm. Do you know how many of your beats get used? Um, Percentage wise. I have no way to quantify that. Honestly, <laughs> I make an average of three to 4,000 beats a year. Um, I'm aware of maybe a couple hundred songs that I've produced, but you got to understand I have clients in other states, other countries that purchase beats off of me. And that's their only you know, part of the relationship. They might be dropping songs, putting them on albums or whatever. And, you know, we just don't have a close relationship like that. Our relationship is more uh, transactional. Yeah. So I really have no way of quantifying that somewhere between zero and a hundred percent. So you, <laughs> <laughs> So you just don't even know like what song, what beats have been used. I can't, I can't keep track there. of all of them. Yeah. I have hundreds of clients. It's, it's that impossible. Is crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, that's honestly mind blowing to me. Like it yeah. make, it makes sense when you explain it to me, but like, I wasn't even thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wild. That is wild. Is that why it's cool working in the city and being like, being like, like what? you know, you know, if you're working in the studio with someone, it's a different feel. Yeah. Cause like you're there, like, you know, you can contribute to the session exactly. and add energy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a great feeling. So you don't know when you just kind of find out like when a song is going to drop. It's like when it drops. It's entirely dependent on my relationship with the artist. Yeah. Like my track on a uh, Rio's last album, Fiend Lives Matter. I knew it was on the album two months before the album dropped. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but other other artists uh, it might just be a pleasant surprise. Yeah, that album was great. And I loved your track. Thank you. How did that was that just another beat you made or did you make that in studio with them? That was such a fun song to create. Um, so Rio and I want to say Peasy and Mike were recording with Danny in the next room over. I arrived at the studio studio a couple hours before my sessions to make beats. I pop in. Hey, guys, I get over here and get to work. So I was making the beat for Chill Side and Rio like I just hear, hey, Primo. And I turn around and Rio's got his head just like poked in the door. Like, <laughs> Who are you making that for? I'm like, you like this? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I'll let you know when it's done. We'll do the song. And it's just like that. Damn, just mm-hmm. like that off the top. Yeah. But yeah. it was such a different vibe. Like he has all these this dark, super high energy, like damn near violent beats that yeah. he raps on. So to hear him on the chill side beat, it was it was refreshing. Like I've been listening to that song at least a couple of times a week since we did it, which was like a year ago, year no, and a half I, ago. Yeah, that because I've been that album is just on repeat. I've played, yeah. but that's one of my favorite tracks on it. Mm-hmm. Danny's got the slappers on that bitch. So the yeah, first yeah. and the last. Oh, holy shit. Beat Friday is Danny lost nice. his fucking mind on yeah. those beats, bro. Would and you ever start rapping like him? Huh? Would you ever start rapping like I was him? rapping way before Danny? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. My my biggest song. Uh, I fucked a fat bitch is <laughs> is literally this is not a joke. It's literally sitting I like at a, a bad. I haven't seen it. It's sitting <laughs> at like 14K on YouTube. No 
real promotion. I was just having fun making my songs, telling my stories. <laughs> I fucked a fat bitch. Yes. I'm going to have to check that out. After you will. This. It's great. All right. Where can people, because I know we have to wrap up, where can people find your like beats? Where can people find you? You can't. Where? I had a beat store. Motherfuckers was punching beats. I was getting charged back. So I took that shit down. You got to go through the man himself, a.k.a. It's Primo Beats, you little bitch. You got to go through me directly. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Do, where do you want? Do you have anything else you want to promote? Um, That I want to promote? Um, that people should really watch Game of Thrones to form an educated opinion, unlike Sam. Um, no, watch, but I like. All right, what do you like more, Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul? Breaking Bad, easy. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, my client's still not here. We we damn like, keep going. I like Better Call Saul. I think I watched a couple episodes. It never really, it never really got me. Mm. I don't know. You don't hear me freaking out. Like you did when I said I didn't like Game of Thrones. I had an emotional attachment to Game of Thrones, bro. You're like, that is my culture. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those are my people. (laughs) You cunts. I come back and you just only are speaking in a British accent. Like Wanka. Wow. Yeah. I really got to get in tune with my culture. Are you going to put more music out? Are you going to rap more? Are you going to fuck more fat bitches? Uh, No, I had the one. One and done. I'm good. I made a vow. That was one of my uh, New Year's resolutions. You're going to tap a fatty? No, Ride no, a water buffalo? No more fucking fatties. Man. <laughs> this one ruined it. You couldn't even give head. Oh, damn. Scrape my shit up. You that good at eating? You that good at eating? You can't suck no dick? <laughs> was she Was she like tall? Uh, was she big, big? Or was she, she was like, like maybe like up to here on me. Okay. But every bit of 250. <laughs> she was... She's built like a boulder. <laughs> built like a professional bowler. Yeah. That's more like, oh, uh, I actually had a bar in the song I was telling you about where I said, uh, tell her I had to get on top. I ain't getting squished. Yeah. Damn. I, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Would you guys ever rap together? You and Danny? We talked about it. And, but for me, it's just like, it's a very moody thing. Like I got to really be in the mood to rap because yeah. I'm, because I'm terrible. Like for one, I'm really, really bad at rapping. <laughs> like just really bad. The the production is holding me up entirely. The production, the beats, yeah, the beats are holding me entirely. What? Oh, the beats are, yeah. Do you rap over your own stuff? I only rap on my beats. Let me grab this right quick. I what understand. up, though? What up, though? I'm hurt. Okay, I'm about to let you in. Give me two minutes, okay? Oh yeah, do then. All right. Well, that's so- a perfect time to end this. Thank you so much, man. This is dope. It's primo beats, you little bitch. Fuck off, fatties. 